VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Home Field Apparel. Home Field Apparel is now partnering with the Mazadcast, offering you the best Mizzou gear on the market. All you have to do is enter the promo code Mizzou, and you'll get 20% off your entire purchase. So do it now. Home Field Apparel, the best stuff you can get. Well, Colin, we're a little late in doing this this week. Yeah, you've been a derelict idiot. Yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, honestly, spoiler for the whole episode, we're going to lose. Yeah. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) The big news that's happened this week is obviously that the game has been moved from Baton Rouge to Columbia. We're going to have an early start instead of a late one. I feel like in a normal year, this would be great big news, but in 2020, it's just like a thing that happens all the time. Well, I like how Ed Ogeron's explanation for the time changes is like, you know, if we had a late game, we'd have to fly back to Baton Rouge, wouldn't get in until like 4 a.m. It'd be like two days before we got back on our schedule and blah, blah, blah. He didn't have any of those concerns when Mizzou was supposed to play there at 8 o'clock at night. (laughs) Well, you know, so we're talking to One Team, One Podcast, which is an LSU podcast. The guys on there joined me for this show, and I brought Brendan, before you get any deeper into this conversation, how much time did you guys spend talking about corn dogs? (laughs) You're going to be really disappointed. Oh, goddamn. Yeah, they're bringing their corn dogs to Columbia, but the thing about it was I, I brought it up to him. I said, we're not crying too much for you guys having to start at 11 o'clock because um, we were planning <laughs> yeah. on starting at 8 otherwise. And they were very quick to be like, yeah, 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 but it was supposed to be a home game for us. And I said, well, you know, look at our schedule. We don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Come beat yeah. us beat us here at 8 p.m. instead of there at 8 p.m. So you got to yeah. lose a little sleep on Sunday night. That must be really hard for 22-year-olds. Yeah, no shit. Those guys would be out plowing ass and drinking booze and smoking drugs regardless of what time the game is or what day of the week it is. So I'm not going to cry any big wet crocodile tears for the LSU players. (laughs) No. When have you ever known college players to stay up late? (laughs) Weird. Yeah. We're not playing BYU. The weird thing to me about this game, Colin, is we're only 14.5-point dogs or 14-point dogs, depending on which service you look at, I guess, and... I mean, I hate to bet against my own team, but that kind of looks like free money from what I saw against Tennessee, don't you think? I don't know. The truth is, is all, the only thing I've seen of LSU is highlights. And one of the games that I watched the highlights of, they got their asses handed to them by an inferior team. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe the Vegas guys know something I don't. Well, one thing I know about LSU is I have a great big line. And if there's one thing I know about Mizzou, and there's not much, it's that our line is hogwash. Garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, Our deep line to this point has been garbage. I hope they prove us wrong. But uh, at this point, it has been hot, hot garbage. Hot garbage. That's a fact. So, like I said, uh, Matt and Jack from One Team, One Podcast are going to join me to talk about this LSU game, which is now in Columbia. And then, of course, Caleb the Greek is going to join us to make his picks. He didn't have the best week last week, but overall, I think he started the season 5-1. and one, So, he's got a long way to go before he even gets down to 50-50. So, Caleb's going to yeah. get people rich. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's nice of him to contribute something. <laughs> we had a caller calling. <laughs> we had a voicemail um, that uh, said we missed. He missed Caleb. You know, he wanted more regular Caleb, and Caleb was just belly aching about having to be a father. And uh, yeah, well, I can appreciate that. Nothing gets in the way of this podcast more than my 
miserable wife and kids and job and responsibilities. Mm, understood. You know, why doesn't everyone understand that football is the most important thing? Well, Colin, we, we lost to LSU in Baton Rouge last time we played them. We were a bad team then. I think this is the worst Mizzou team we've had since we've done the podcast, which has been going on since 2014. Oh, you're really down. <laughs> well, I mean, have you watched Mizzou play this year? Uh, and no, it's, I think the defensive line, the offensive line are concerning. But I like, I don't know, I guess I'm just such a uh, quarterback guy. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like quarterbacks are everything. You've got a quarterback, you got something. And to this point, I believe in Basilac. But you know what? He'll if he fucking shits the bed hardcore on Saturday, I'll just I'll be like fuck Basilak. What was I thinking? But <laughs> well, well uh, I guess right uh, now I'm just like that guy made some throws that were impressive to me. He seemed poised, and while I agree this year is not going to be anything to uh, write home about, I'm just like man, if you got the quarterback, you got you got something to build around, and if he's redshirt freshman, you get four years. By all accounts, because certainly we don't know. Drink is doing a good job on the recruiting trail. I mean, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, despite the uh, well vicious ass pounding I, I expect this season to be. I mean, if you let me finish the sentence I started, <laughs> I, I I say that they're as bad as they've ever been, and and it sounds like a bad indictment. But what I'm saying is that like things are not going great, and we're we've got a brand new coach. This is going to be our our red shirt freshman quarterback's first game getting started. We got to play against LSU. Like I'm not saying that any of these things in of themselves are bad. I'm just saying that like things have progressively gotten worse until we got rid of Barry Odom. We started with drink, but you know what I mean? Like this is the bottom. I feel like we've got a lot of room to go up. I think Basilac is the start of going up. I think that, you know, drink can right the ship and turn things around, but I'm saying that he's starting at the bottom. As far as we've seen it over the last six years, this is the bottom. As bad as we were last year, we went six and six. You know what I mean? Well, Basilac's a freshman. This is going to be his first start. So my expectation is he's going to get a real test because coaches typically with with uh, freshman starters do one thing. They blitz mm-hmm. and see how the kid handles it. And I, I anticipate that you're going to see a lot of pressure, or at least the efforts put a lot of pressure in Basilac's face, bringing safeties or linebackers and just seeing how the kid does it. My expectation based off of what I've seen is that Basilac may be well do good as the blitz. He may be able to identify a a, a free man because of of a corner blitz or a safety blitz or something, but um, you know, time will ultimately tell. Yeah, I, I hope you're right. I mean, I hope that this is, I, I mean, honestly, I hope this is the bottom because that means things are going to be going up from here. You know what I mean? They could go lower, <laughs> theoretically. No, for sure. And, like that play, that play that he made where the ball was snapped early in the Mizzou game and it hit him and it fumbled and he picked it up and completed the pass and threw a little dart there. He recognized that guy was open. He knew that guy was open because the guy who was supposed to be guarding him was the guy rushing him. He picked up a blitz, essentially, when the ball had been fumbled. I mean, so it's like, no, did he recognize the blitz and find the open man? He did it after his fucking center hit him in the chops with the ball. <laughs> he's not a perfect quarterback, but he's certainly shown a lot of signs to believe that he should be a QB1. And it's nice not to have to worry about who is going to be our quarterback. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Regardless of who it was going to be, it's just nice 
to know that whoever's going in is staying in. And I really do believe that despite things I've heard from different, you know, other outlets, if Bailey continues to play well, I don't think we're going to see a lot of split time with Sean Robinson. Maybe there'll be some specific design packages for him. But if Bailey seems to handle himself well under pressure, I think this is his job. Yeah, I do too. And I think it's, it needs to be his job or Sean Robinson's job just from the standpoint of we need to start being able to game plan. We need to start, you know, we, we don't have enough talent to still be figuring things out by game three. We need yeah. to know who the starter is and we need to know what we're going to be doing on Saturday. Speaking of what we're going to be doing on Saturday, let's jump into the show and hear what our LSU fans have to say about uh, this team coming into Columbia. I think we all think we're going to be 0-3 after this, yeah. but... Uh, but who knows? I mean, we could, like the Alabama game, we could see signs of life and things that give us promise for down the road. So that's yeah. something to hope for. Anyway. That's right. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. We'll hear about it. M-I-Z. Yeah, you. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bug's for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Tigers trying to turn up the tempo on second and five with a 40. Bryant with the time. The pass. It is And a touchdown. Hand off to Roundtree running left. It's 35 to the 40. Left sideline around the back. This is the Mazzotcast. On the program with us now. From One Team One Podcast covering LSU football, I got Matt and Jack on the line. Matt, thanks for joining us. Jack, thanks for joining us. What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing well, I guess. We are coming off a loss to Tennessee. Obviously, we got beat by Alabama before that, and now we're about to get beat by LSU. So uh, enjoy. Fellas. We're coming. We're coming off the national championship. I don't know if you've heard, but we were the <laughs> the best team ever in college football in 2019. So that's kind of what we're coming off of. Yeah, I've, I heard something about that. You, are you guys like Central Florida? Their kind of championship. Yeah, um, they claimed one, but we didn't recognize it. <laughs> well, uh, we're ahead, John, because even though um, we think Missouri will lose, we would like to hear a little bit about this LSU team. So uh, basically, what are we going to look at in Columbia, Missouri now, not in Baton Rouge, that we didn't see last year from the national championship LSU Tigers? Well, no Jer Burrow, so yeah. he's gone. What? Um, First time hearing of yeah, this. I know. Uh, he's, he plays for the Bengals and he's still our, he's still Baton Rouge's favorite quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Miles Brennan is our quarterback this year. And after the Mississippi State game, it's shown how really, really good Joe Burrow was. Yeah. We thought that we were going to have a little bit easier transition between Burrow to Brennan. Um, obviously he has a little bit different attributes, but, uh, this Vanderbilt game gave us a little bit more confidence with Brennan. And I think he's going to have more confidence on the road this year than, than at home. I think there was a lot of pressure on Brennan this past game. And, and I mean, you see why with our freaking crazy fan base. So here's, here's a, uh, example of how 
ludicrous the expectations are in Baton Rouge. Brennan has thrown for just under 700 yards. He's thrown for seven touchdowns, and everyone is just very questionable about our quarterback play. Well, so you far. had boos in the first game. Yeah, there were boos. People were asking to put in the true freshman, TJ Finley. Uh, <laughs> it's just the expectations are just way, way too high, and Brennan's playing well, in my opinion, for his he, first couple games. Yeah, playing playing well, especially in the Vanderbilt game. You could see differences of the way he was stepping up in the pocket. The first game, first half of that game. Right, um, no, he, he was terrible in the first half. Yeah, he, he actually looked Off. scared in the pocket, which was a shocker yeah. to everybody. This is a fourth your quarterback um we we had no we had no reasons to think that he was going to look like that in the first game but the the biggest problem with the first game was our defense and we had a lot of issues with our defensive secondary um part i mean number one is our our best player on the team is Derek stingley jr at cornerback and he has a freak seizure the night before the game at the team hotel and they had to actually take him to the hospital um, so all of a sudden they had to tell the other guys who weren't even expected to play. Weren't supposed to play. One of them wasn't supposed to dress out. Yeah. You, now, now you have to dress out. You have to play on the boundary against Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. So a lot of issues like that that happened uh, in that first game, but seemed like things got right in the in against Vanderbilt. And I know it's Vanderbilt, but it was a great, great get right game for LSU. Kind of get your confidence back. They needed that swagger back. Mm. Uh, that 2019 team just oozed swagger you're seeing uh, i don't know if you if you realize but that the greedy dance that everybody's talking about now gritty. the gritty dance gritty. the gritty dance see i'm old uh the gritty <laughs> dance is taking the world by storm wide receivers are doing it all over the place well it started in baton rouge that's the kind of swagger that that team had and there's a lot of pressure on this 2020 team uh, and I think going on the road, even though we have the hurricane coming, in, I think going on the road is actually going to help the team more than anything. Well, you're going to owe three dollars to our Jesse Palmer swear jar because we uh, we charge a dollar every time someone utters the word swagger on our program, and you're already three swagger. deep. Mm-hmm. What is there anything about moxie? Because that's our word is moxie. <laughs> well, it's not 1937, so we don't encounter it too much. All right, I got a T-shirt. Yeah, moxie. That's Joe Burrow number nine. Moxie, big moxie guy. Yeah. No. All right. Well, yeah, that was you my know what our defense was in the first game was hot garbage. Hot, yeah. Hot garbage. <laughs> our defense was hot garbage. Hot, hot garbage. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've seen a lot of hot garbage from Missouri hot, this year. And so we're uh, accustomed to that. That was my question. I mean, I, I don't want to just open the door for you all to make a bunch of excuses, but what the hell happened against Mississippi State? Yeah. <sighs> so our, our front seven looked so good. It, it's the weirdest game that I've ever seen as far as statistically. Um, 41 pressures. Yeah, we've had, we, Allie Gay was like a nightmare for their offensive line. Uh, he's our defensive end, a Juco guy. He's going to be a surefire first round pick in the NFL. Um, coming off the edge, it had 11 pressures in he, the game. He alone had 11. He, yeah. he leads the SEC in pressures, yeah. uh, quarterback pressures. We sacked Costello seven times. We sacked him seven times. Him we had twice. We had blocks, uh, up two front. Forced fum- two forced fum- two, we, uh, recovered the fumble twice inside their 20. And we still gave up 623 passing <laughs> yards. <laughs> we scored a defensive touchdown too. Yeah, it, it was the weirdest game I've ever seen as far like so there's three it was three hundred and twenty uh yards after catch. Yeah. Um oh, man, stuff like that that, that was, was just very game. strange. Um then the number one thing is obviously Derek Stingley being out 
Um, he's he's the best lockdown corner in the country. I think that shook the team up. I hate, I hate using that because I don't know if it's true, but it just seemed that way. Yeah, it he definitely just, felt like that. It looked like it, it it was a complete shocker to the to the defensive backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and moving everybody out of position that game was a perfect storm for what happened. Even though we put pressure, we talked about this on our podcast a few times. That game was so weird as far as if we didn't get a sack or block a, the pass. Right. A 75 it was a 30 yard completion. <laughs> yeah. At least every single time. That's the things that we, there was one actually, there was actually one play where we blocked the pass at the line of scrimmage. And if we didn't block the pass, it was a touchdown. Yeah. Um, so there was a few in, instances like that. That's how bad our defensive backfield was that game. But like I said, if the, what we needed was Vanderbilt and we needed a uh, team that had a little bit different scheme uh, and if you try to go side to side on this team, that's exactly what we want. That's, I mean, our linebackers just fly. Yeah, our, our linebackers played Cops, really right? good in the game. Uh, that was the weirdest thing. So, yeah, I, it's it's an anomaly. Uh, in my opinion, it's an anomaly uh, of what happened in Mississippi State. But here's hoping. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, let's. Uh, you know, one of our sponsors is Bet Online, so we're uh, looking at a lot of these SEC games and deciding what we think is going to happen. Would you like to uh, go around the horn with the SEC for us and Absolutely. sort of make some that picks? All right, let's do it. We we break our bread at Waffle House. Our teams are pretty good. We even play some basketball when Jesus says we should. So pour a little bourbon and repeat right after me. Built a church for Saturdays and called it SEC. Jesus loves football. Okay, so there it is. That was fantastic. <laughs> so uh, another thing, and I don't want to alarm you guys, when we make picks, uh, we bring out what we have constructed a robot. And because we know we're never going to be able to get the likes of Paul Feinbaum on our little podcast. So we created a robot who would answer exactly as Paul Feinbaum would. It's called the Feinbot, and I'm going to fire it up now for you. So don't be alarmed. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Thanks for joining us, Paul. Thank you, Mizzou Cast Podcast. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's get to the games. All right. So the first game I have for you is Alabama versus Ole Miss. I mean, Alabama's number two in the country. They are a 24-point favorite going up against Ole Miss in Oxford. What are your thoughts on this game, fellas? Ooh, 24 points. I don't like the point spread. I can tell you that right now. I think uh, Lane Kiven's throwing in the kitchen sink at this one. I like the over. I don't know what the over I, was, but yeah, I'll kinda, take the over, whatever it is. I kind of feel like if Ole Miss covers, they're going to like cover by a lot. And if Alabama sure about covers, that. they are going to cover by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see I don't see Alabama covering this one. You should be fired. Paul, who do you think is going to win this one? Alabama. Alabama. Paul always picks Alabama, just in case you were wondering. Yeah, I figured that. Mm-hmm. Freaking, freaking Homer. Next game is number four, Florida, going to number 21, Texas A&M. Florida is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Lay all the points. Like, cash your 401k out. Uh, put it all on Florida. Texas A&M is a joke, and I hate their guts. <laughs> Texas A&M is a joke. They are always overrated every year and they never live up to the hype and it doesn't matter who their coach is or who their quarterback is they're always trash right and it's always Kellen Mond as their quarterback by the way <laughs> yeah uh, uh, he may throw more 
Florida's defense will outscore Texas A&M in this game. All right. Full prediction. Florida. Florida's defense? Florida. <laughs> Not sure about that. All right, Paul. Who do you think is going to win this one? Florida. Yeah. All righty. Let's go down the road to South Carolina taking on Vanderbilt. Uh, South Carolina's 13-point favorites in Nashville. Uh, I like South Carolina in this one. Yeah, you got to see yeah. Yeah, Vanderbilt 13 up close. points? That feels like not enough points. I think I think Will, Will Muschamps, he's a defensive genius. He can shut down that right. Vanderbilt offense that vaunted a- Vanderbilt a- Barry Odom. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right, Paul, what's your prediction? South Carolina. All right, Tennessee, number 14 in the country, 2-0, going against number three Georgia in Athens. Tennessee's going to learn what they really are this weekend, I'm afraid. Wait, what's the spread? Oh, the one? spread is 12 and a half, obviously, for Georgia. Giving up 12 and well, a half. I went against Georgia last week. I um, just don't think Garantano is going to do as well as he did I, I last don't, week. To me, Garantano. He's going to have pressure Guar- on him. Is it Guarantano or is it Garantano? The fact that I don't know. I think it's Garantano. I'm going with Georgia. We're going with the 12 and a half. I went, I went against them last week and got burned, and we're going to go with Georgia this week. It's like You're the right. in with the squiggle over. It's uh, Garantanio. Garantanio? Garantanio. <laughs> no, I don't believe that's the case. Like that. That's what I heard. <laughs> no? Georgia. Arkansas, coming off their big win, <laughs> is uh, taking on Auburn, number 13 in the country. They will be in Auburn, Alabama. Auburn is a 14-point favorite. Two touchdowns. Uh, we're going to go with Auburn here. Yeah. I think yeah. Auburn's going to bounce back big against uh, that vaunted Barry Odom defense. Yeah. Does Gus Malzahn's offense score against Barry Odom's defense? I don't know. It's going to be a tough. It's a battle of wits. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chad Kelly versus Barry Odom. Chad <laughs> Kelly versus Barry Odom. <laughs> Yeah, even Paul can't help from laugh. I tend to agree with you. I think Auburn's going to be able to cover the just two touchdowns. I think Arkansas's win is an aberration, and all of a sudden Barry Odom's nascent reputation as a defensive genius is going to be snuffed out really quick. You're going to knock the uh, statue down? <laughs> no, it's not there. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Paul, who do you think can win this one? Auburn. Okay. Lastly, we've got Mississippi State. You guys may have heard of them. One and one on the year going to Kentucky, Kroger Field. Kentucky is a two-point favorite over Mississippi State. I feel like the wrong team's favorite almost. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, I think we're going to split on this. I think Kentucky's, I think Kentucky is a, an actually a decent team. I think they're going to beat Mississippi State. I think Mississippi State was a fraud. I think that's how bad we were the other day. Yeah, everybody's talking about how good this 0-2 Kentucky team is. Right, yeah. They're probably the best 0-2 team in the country, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul, what do you think? Mississippi State. Yeah, he never picks East teams, especially not Kentucky. I think that Ole Miss game was a uh, bad matchup for them, uh, a team that can score a lot of points like that. I thought there was chances in that Auburn game. The touchdown that was c- called down at the one and then all of a sudden they throw an interception the next play uh i think that was a turning point in that yeah. auburn game i think that's a better team than an and two team i think mississippi state i think what you saw last week was probably what they really are and i think i think we just i'm telling you i think we were just that that much of hot garbage two saturdays ago i just i just really don't think it's going to be easy to pick Mike Leach games ever. Yeah. Just, those games can just go any way whatsoever. And I would never bet. I mean, the pirates like game. tweeting during games. Like he, <laughs> yes. this guy's a he posted a little meme fucking crazy guy. <laughs> yeah. You're right about that. Okay. Well, fellas, the last game we have on the dock is obviously LSU versus Missouri. 
that game is, I think it was 14 and a half is the line I see I here. Yeah, I, li- I need to go see that because I need to put the money down. Mm-hmm. Why is this going down so far? LSU it's coming to Missouri six. is not that big of a deal, I would oh, think. Oh, it's because of that, isn't it? Well, I'm sure. Yeah, they're, I line. think they're putting way too much. Vegas is valuing the home field advantage too much right now. Somehow I didn't even think of that. That's the reason. For 14 and a half, that seems like a place that you can uh, make a little money fast. Go to bet online. Yeah. Do it there. Use a promo code right. armchair. <laughs> yeah, can't do that in Louisiana. <laughs> well, not in Louisiana, it's not free. Yeah, hmm. um, it's just got to be LSU. Uh, like I see. Points? I, I see that. a um, twenty to twenty-five point game at least. At least twenty. You have twenty-eight, don't you? Yeah, I have twenty-eight. I got twenty-seven. I mean, so I could we both s- have us. We both have LSU doubling the spread. I, I think that Vanderbilt game was exactly what we needed to to get over the hump on offense. Uh, our defense was was playing so much better with Stingley in. I, I just I just don't see how this is a not a twenty uh, three three touchdown game, if not more. I I like that bet. Yeah, I'm afraid you might be right. Uh, I'm just gonna try to stay optimistic, but that's not something that I let's What's just say the money it. against Mizzou. Do you yeah. ever bet against Mizzou? Look, my wallet has no team. You know what I mean? It's nonpartisan. <laughs> I mean if if the if the line is right. Just don't tell anybody. Just make sure no one hears that I do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, thanks for being on the show. I hope you're all wrong, but uh, I'm afraid based on what we've seen this year, I don't have a lot of hope. But uh, we'll we'll see. This could be the beginning of the Connor Basilak era, and we'll all remember it happened here first, but I doubt it. Dazzle Dick himself. We (laughs) love Bedazzle Dick. He's great. (laughs) Well, we do too. We hope we still love him at the end of this year. So thanks again, fellas. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate you. Walked into the store, I think they call it the 7 Eleven. I saw something underneath the glass that looked just like manna straight from heaven. I asked the clerk behind the counter what was in him, and he said it's just one of life's little mysteries. But I knew my love for corn dogs was surely destiny. I said, Corn dogs, corn dogs, they are so good to me. Corn dogs, corn dogs, they are so good. But I was feeling just a little bit down on my luck. But then I heard they're selling corn dogs out on the corner store. Three, four, five. And then the realization came that this was just a test for me to see. That if my girl don't like corn dogs, she ain't the girl for me. I say corn dogs, corn dogs, they are so good to me. Hey, it's right. Corn dogs, corn dogs, they are so good to me. As with each and every week, Caleb the Greek is joining us to make his picks and make you rich. Caleb, thanks for being on. Well, thanks, Brendan, for having me. Are you uh, are you excited about the LSU game? It's in Columbia now. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. You know. Did it change the yeah. line at all? It did. It changed the line three points, actually. In the Mizzou favor, right? In Mizzou's favor, yes. <laughs> Basically gave us a field goal. Yes. 
You got one extra field goal out of this against LSU on a Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do it then. It's time once again for Kill of the Green Pick of the Week. When you see that Vegas line, you want to make your wallet fat. All the boys and girls alike, they want to get them some of that. It's the bearded lady pleaser. It's the best picks of the week. All you sons of bitches get rich with the man. Who you got? Tennessee versus Georgia. Tennessee is getting 14 and a half points in this game. And as much as I hate to do this, I think Tennessee makes this a close game with Georgia. Tennessee looks better than I thought they were, and Georgia isn't as good as I thought they were. So, those 14 and a half points laid out there, take them on the Tennessee side. What is it about Georgia that you didn't like? I mean, they put it to Auburn last weekend. They did, but I just think they should, every week, they should have been better than what they really were. So, I don't know that this is a lock by any means, but I think Tennessee is a lot better football team than I gave them credit for. Their fucking line is huge. Yeah. Like, Georgia is not going to push them around. I think that's the biggest thing in this, I think. Like, they're not going to run them over either way, so I think it stays a pretty close game. Georgia ain't no Missouri. Fair enough. Let's see what the coin thinks. Uh, The Kansas 2005 coin will say, Georgia is heads, Tennessee is tails, and the coin thinks... Georgia. Oh, good, good, good. I think the coin beat me last week, but overall, I still got it. All right, on our second game, we have Florida versus Texas A&M. And Florida is a six-point favorite. Take Florida to cover that six points. I like that a lot. I don't think A&M is very good. I don't think A&M is ever very good. <laughs> no, they're not. They don't belong in the SEC. They barely beat Vandy. So, I, I don't think their coach is awesome. I think he got lucky one year and had a really good Florida State team. But there's nothing he does that's world-breaking. So, I like I like those six points set there. I think Florida does well this week. That sounds tempting to me. Do it, Brendan. Put your money on the line. I'm going to. Have some fucking balls. All right. Uh, the coin is going to have Florida's head. Heads, tails is Texas A&M, and the coin likes Florida as well. So, in agreement on that one. Too easy even for the coin to disagree with you. Yeah, that one. That one's easy money. That's that's lock it up. Put all your money on it, kids. I'm putting all my money on that game. I think. Lock up the week. Mm-hmm. Get all this extra money, Brendan. I I quit chewing Copenhagen, and now all I do is fucking. You big red kick ass and eat pussy. It's uh, it's great. Well, it's, try it. Got all this extra money. It uh, it's a problem that we've we all feel a lot of sympathy for you for. Yeah, I know. It's real tough. Yeah. Took the Copenhagen out of my mouth and uh, have tons of money and tons of puss just flying at my face. <laughs> so we should all be what? so lucky. Yeah. So, all right, let's do uh, let's do an over and under game. I love over and under. Over under thunder. We got the Red River rivalry for two shit house teams in a shit house conference of the Big Twelve. Texas and OU. OU has lost two games in a row in the Big Twelve, which makes me smile. 
And Texas barely beat Texas Tech, you know, two weeks ago. So they both suck. Texas schools are all trash. Line on this game, 72 and a half. Under, under that. They're both terrible. They're going to come out trying to do all kinds of shit to win games. I think that stays under. I think this game goes like 62, 63 points. It's a big over-under anyway for two teams that would be good. Yeah. All righty. Caleb is taking the under. This is a break for you. You've been taking, you've been liking the overs on most of these games. I do like the overs on a lot of these games, but this one, the 72 and a half looks enticing out of two teams that aren't very good that are really going to try to beat each other and put a lot of pressure on it. It's hard to score points that way, I think. They're not going to be loose. Okay, so our coin, we're going to have heads be over and tails be under, and the coin is going to go over. Oh, good, good. All right, one last game. Let's bet on Mizzou again. Let's bet the Mizzou game again. Let's stay there, you know. All right. Let down last week. We got Mizzou, LSU. The game has slid to 14 points on this one in LSU's favor. LSU favored by 14. So go ahead and take LSU to win mm-hmm. by more than 14 and take the over of 54. We're going to double. We're going to double back this game. It's time for Caleb's Don't Tell Your Friends Double Bagger. I think LSU wins this game 48-15. to 15. Yeah, I'm afraid you're right. And the guys we had on uh, the LSU podcast, boys, they tended to agree with that. And we all think that as much as we'd like to see Mizzou win, the likelihood of it is very low. Man, it's hard not to bet against your own team here. You know, if they win, I'd be happy I lose the money. It'd be okay if they beat LSU like that. But uh, That's what I, I feel. Just don't, I don't see it coming. I, 14 points is is low-hanging fruit. Well, let's see what the coin thinks. It is a Kansas coin, after all. We're going to make heads Mizzou, tails LSU. The coin likes LSU. No shocker there. Let's go do the over-under now. Uh, Heads is going to be over, tails is going to be under, and the coin likes the under. So, a lot of disputes this week. This is what we want to see. You know, we'll, we'll find out. All right. Well, I can't wait to see these games come to an end. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And as always, you can bet Caleb's picks on Bet Online. Use the promo code Armchair and uh, get special deals. So, thanks again, Caleb. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. And I'm, I'm glad you had me on. I hope everybody makes lots of money. Sorry about last week. If you bet with me every week, you're still ahead. You're money maker. That's right. Hey, by the way, we had a voicemail, uh, midweek voicemail. Somebody said wanted more Caleb Bungart. What's he got to do to get Caleb more, here more? And I said I, I haven't responded to him, but I I just want you to know that the uh, that the listeners are missing your man meat. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wish I I wish I was there uh, more. <laughs> actually, uh, it's not that I don't want to be. You know, just other shit. You know. Yeah, we're. It's uh, everybody's schedule is jacked up this year for sure. So we'll we'll make sure you know when we don't even know what time the games are going to be or where they're going to be played half the time these no, days. We, so. don't even, we don't even know that. If it makes people feel better, my wife works for a hotel, so you know we're making absolutely zero money, and she works stupid hours. So you never know. She makes me be a dad when she's not around. <laughs> stupid, you know, <laughs> well, ridiculous. Hopefully, those days come to an end soon. Fuck yeah, she needs something else so I don't have to play dad on the weekends, you know. I don't know how these single moms and dads do it, you know, but fuck that. <laughs> Modern man, Caleb Bungard. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Take my, take my cues from all the modern, modern men out there. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks, Caleb. Once again, this has been... Caleb the Green Pick of the Week. 
Well, there you have it, Colin. I uh, think expectations are low. It appears that they think we're Vanderbilt. And hell, maybe we are and we're delusional. Yeah, I mean, we're closer to Vanderbilt than we are LSU right now. That's true. I will say that. That is a, that is a true enough statement. And uh, what I really would like to prove them wrong, I mean, we talked about sour grapes for Tennessee, and we knew that was uh, there was a, there was not a great chance of that happening, and there's even less chance of it this week. But, man, how sweet would those grapes be if we jumped up and beat an LSU? They'd be super sour. Yeah, they would. It would be really sour. We'd learn a lot about LSU fans after <laughs> after that. I'm not going to get my hopes too high, but I am. I am looking forward to what this season, how it unfolds. You know what we learn about Drinkowitz, what we learn about Basilak, and what we learn about how we can improve mid-season. Because that's one thing, whether it was a Pinkle team or an Odom team, that we just didn't seem like we could. Whatever our problems were in Week One, seemed to be our problems in Week Twelve. And it would be nice to think that we've got a coach who can fix things mid-season. Well, like I said, knowing who your quarterback is and having a game plan is certainly the first step in doing that. Well, I agree with that. I mean, I think that we've, we've seen in two games what we're bad at. Now it's time to discover what we might be good at. <laughs> God, that know? list is way too long. <laughs> it is. It is. But again, I think we haven't really leaned on as much as we should. The caller noted that our new kicker has a big badunkadunk ass. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, small victories. <laughs> that's right. He's sick with two C's. We all know it. That's right. Okay, Colin. Well, I think we're ready to uh, watch some mediocre football on Saturday. 11 a.m. start time. Can't wait. Are you going to bet on this one? Am I going to No, I'm not. I, I don't know what we are. I mean, I think we've, we've I've seen two games from Mizzou and one against Alabama, which was mildly gave me optimism, and one against Tennessee, which stole all of that optimism. So, you know, I'm not ready to bet on anything. And I, like I said, I haven't watched enough LSU to feel comfortable with them either. So, not the game I'm going to stay away from. Let me tell you one you might want to take a look at. Florida and A&M are going up against each other, and I believe that uh, Florida is only a six-point favorite. Really? <laughs> Does that get your radar Bet up? online, AG. Get ready to get some money from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bet online. Do it. All right, Colin. I'm ready for football. I hope you are. Let's do it. M-I-Z. D-O-U. Blue's a little sleep on Sunday night. That must be really hard for 22-year-olds.